no matter what you're doing, life would just be a whole lot better if we were at peace. As I stop and, and realize, it's a lot of work producing, but it's not a lot of work to get behind the microphone and to get in front of the camera. I'm not used to being in front of the camera, but I am used to being with you. Um, and so with that being said, me being on here just brings me peace. Wait a minute, but I thought you said that I talk too much. See, the peace that I'm talking about has nothing to do with quietness or tranquility. I want to talk about some other type of peace, a real peace, something, something that's, well, you wouldn't call it tangible, but I'm going to call it tangible. Something that I can hold on to, something that uh, has been described. I know the scriptures talk about peace and um, I, I will refer from time to time, mostly all the time to the scriptures because as an individual in realism, my realism comes because I have decided long ago that I'm going to make the Bible my final authority. So I'm not going to be arguing with people about how we believe or what we believe, because whatever the word says, that's what is. And that's the way I, I'm going to look at life and realism. And for you, it may be different, but trust me, if you take and make the Bible, the word of God, as some people call it, your final authority, you'll find yourself out of a lot of arguments and a lot of back and forth. But also, you're going to find yourself with this thing that I'm talking about, peace. And this peace that I'm talking about Jesus says, my peace, I give you my peace. I live with you. I leave with you my peace. And and he told the disciples that because at that time he was just about to um, be crucified and, and work his work. He was just about to have um, the work of the passion come to fruition and come to manifestation. He was about to save all mankind, but yet he told them he was leaving and he was leaving them with peace. And that's the thing I want to talk about is that peace. What is peace? Some people think, like I said earlier, they'll look at peace as quiet, serene, tranquility. All of these things are good, but that's not what I'm looking for. Because I want peace in my life every day. And I'm sure many of you would love to have peace in your life every day. Day after day after day after day. And not just every day, but when you're working, you want to work in peace. And when you're playing, you want to have a sense of peace. No matter what you're doing, life would just be a whole lot better if we were at peace. Now, what am I saying here? Because when you work, most people don't work in the quiet. You know, there's things going on. If you 
work in fast food, there's horns and buzzing and beepings going on. If you work there, if you work on the shipyard or the train yard, you got a lot of clanking and banging. And so the, the tranquility, the sereneness, the, uh, uh, that, that's not going to be there. And if you work in an office place, there's a lot of confusion. There's a, 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 a lot just going on busyness, um, talking. So you're not going to have quiet, but you still want peace or I still want peace. And that peace, hallelujah, let me tell you, is where you have the sensation and the realization of nothing wanted and nothing missing. Peace. That's the peace I'm talking about. That's the peace that Jesus left with his disciples when he went out and, and began the greatest activity of the passion. He went out with the activity of nothing wanted, nothing missing. And as he was coming into his own, I remember one part of that. And it's a great part of the story. Jesus is, um, he's there and he says, I'm going to go and pray. And I hope you guys um, will get to know me. I'm a praying man. I want to pray. I want to have that relationship because remember, as I talked about, my foundation is in God. So I just want to bring that out as I share with you today. I'm glad. Go get someone else and let them share because peace is important. And anyway, as um, he's going out to get ready for this passion, for this crucifixion, for all the things that's going to happen to bring salvation to mankind, he goes and he prays and he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He said some words in there. He said, not my will, but your will. And he said, nevertheless. And I want to get to that term in just a second. But the point that I wanted to make is this, is that as we go about peace, hallelujah, as we go about it, we can see Jesus was at peace, even though it seemed like he may have been a little bit apprehensive, a little bit confused. But what he was is he was assured he was calm. He was at peace because he said, you know, if you are willing, take the cup from me. But he was willing to take the cup himself and he drank from the cup. Because he knew it wasn't about him. But my peace is about me. And I want the kind of peace that he had to be able to know what was coming. See, the scriptures do say something. I'm going to share this with you. In the scriptures, you'll find that um, it says that Jesus, despising the shame of the cross, he looked beyond the cross and pass what would be at the cross to what was coming. What do you mean? He was looking at what was coming. And what was coming was this horrific crucifixion. If any of you saw the passion of the Christ, you saw a depiction of the pain, the anguish, the sorrow, the in-depth 
persecution of what he was going through. And they did a pretty good display of uh, giving us an idea. We can never know that type of pain, nor do we need to if we have peace. So this is what I'm talking about is that peace where you go in and you get in the situation. Maybe some bills are due, but you come in and where the bills are due. You might not have the funds, but you're not worried about it. You can go in there knowing that you don't want it for anything and nothing is missing, even though you don't have all of it in front of you. That that feeling of I'm okay, it's okay. This too shall pass. This is gonna go. That's the peace that I'm talking about today. And I've been able to experience that peace and life and situation and circumstance. It goes without saying and it goes beyond measure. When Jesus promises you peace, he means it. It's like when you get to the kitchen and you're just about to make that cake and you would ask before you left, hey, do we have everything we need for the cake? And someone says to you, yeah, all the ingredients are there. But when you come home and you pull out the bowl, you go in the refrigerator, you're getting your milk and your butter and your eggs and all your ingredients and the Recipe calls for two eggs and you've got one and guests are coming, the party's still on and you're in charge of the cake, but you don't panic. You're at rest. You have a calm that comes. Why? Because you're at peace. Even though you don't have everything you need, there's still nothing that you want. And there's nothing that's missing. And so, you know, as we go through life day to day, I thank God for his peace. I've experienced things in life. I can share things with you that have gone on that only that type of peace can bring you through. It's that day when you come home and uh, you're with your spouse and you're talking and your spouse just doesn't understand what you've been through. They don't understand what you're going through. They don't understand it. And, you know, voices are raised and, you know, um, feelings may be hurt. But you have a sense of calm. And even in the midst of this storm, you have a sense of peace because you know that after this, my spouse is still going to be my spouse. That this thing that's happening will not last long. This argument, this fight, uh, um, this disagreement, whatever it is, it's not going to last always. It's not going to be stronger than the peace you experience when you know that when you wake up tomorrow, your spouse is still your spouse. That's that peace where it might be turmoil all around you. And yeah, nobody wants to argue. Nobody wants to fight. No one wants to feel all of that deception. But, hey, you know, 
there's a peace there. And so the next thing we need to know and think about is how do we get that type of peace? Because that type of peace is increased with quiet and serenity and tranquility and those things that the world or people outside of church might be looking toward as they look for peace. And finally, you know, I want to say it like this. We look at the country that we live in here in the United States or wherever you might be, but we look at governments and a lot of times you have party systems or uh, opposing views and there's just chaos. It's chaos in the way things are run. There's chaos in the, in the decisions that are made. And then there's chaos amongst the people on how to uphold the law, uphold the rules and stay, if you will, in bounds. See, this is what I'm talking about, about peace. When everything around you seems to be going on, you have wars and rumors of wars and you see it and you hear it and you change the news channel or you flip the cable station or you turn off the Internet. But it's still there. You go outside and you see homeless people, people with nowhere to go, nothing to do. They don't have the resources that they need. And it, and it just causes uh, anguish. It, it, it causes sadness. And then some people get mad about it. You know, these are the things that disturb our peace. These are situations and circumstances. You have crime. You have, uh, you have all of these things. You know, if you're an athlete, Losing the game could break your peace. But when you have the right type of peace, the peace that was talked about by Jesus, the peace that I'm talking to you about today, that peace that you enjoy, that peace that you long for, when you have that calm and you have that confidence and you have the courage to move forward, because you see and you feel and you understand that there is nothing wanted and nothing missing. That's the piece that I wanted to just bring out today. Didn't plan to be before you long, but I just wanted to share some thoughts on peace. And finally, what do we do to get that peace? It starts with how you look at other people. Stop looking at people from their opinion and from their perspective and look at people in their reality or in their realism, realizing that maybe you have a disagreement with someone, but if you look at the background, look at how they grew up, two people don't grow up the same. You don't live in the same household as other people. You may have family, but the people you're around later on in life and the people you associate with at work and those people you run into in the stores and the gas station and all these places, you may not have grown up the way they grew up. Realize that 
Realize that that car that cuts you off when you're driving, stop and think maybe they got the phone call that says they needed to rush to the hospital or that they were too late to pick up their child from school or practice or something. Give people the benefit of the doubt and give yourself time to process and think. No more knee-jerk reactions, but respond to the chaos in your life with calm and realizing that it's going to pass. Thank you for being with us. Make it a good day. Make it a blessed day. Love, peace, and blessings be yours. And may you find the peace that you're looking for in your life. Have a great one. And we're out for now. We'll see you.